Have you seen The Tears of Time? <sighs> Opa Gundam style. <laughs> I think I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Hello, my name is Paptimus Sirocco, and uh, I'm a space Dracula, and uh, I'm here to free your soul from Earth's gravity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what they, what they said. <laughs> yeah, hi, hi, Ms. Sriracha. Um, nice to meet you and your bloody fingers in this episode's um, mm, that's. I mean, that, I don't even show up for a while. We've got to get really sad about four first. Who? Quattro. Qu- you know, oh, you okay, know, okay, uh, right. Yeah. yeah, I miss Quattro. I haven't seen Quattro in so long. Me we too. haven't. I'm like a baby. I have no object permanence. He's not there, so he just doesn't exist anymore for me. That's fair. This is also this is also the last week where we're gonna have um all three of the original opening. We all get Careless Whisper next week. Oh, Ooh, I do love to Careless Whisper. Or, you know, whatever the equivalent is called. Because I know Sarah's been getting it for a while, because I hear it whenever I start it out, because the player, as we've said a billion times, defaults to English for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, oh, man, not to not to get too ahead of ourselves, but, uh, like, uh, they start playing the new OP, like, during the, the second episode. Like, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, 20 I or whatever. I noticed that. Yeah. Oh, I might, I I guess, might have yeah. just thought it was Curtis Whisper. What is? <laughs> <laughs> we should, hey, uh... Max, who are you? What are your pronouns? Oh, yeah, I'm Max. Uh, he, him. This is Wakuro about the show. <laughs> Sarah, she, they. Um, Colin, they, them. Yeah, welcome to hell. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're here. Uh- <laughs> we're having we're having a laugh. We're having a giggle. These episodes were normal. Nothing crazy cool happened. I didn't we're say Wakuro about out loud. <laughs> it's a fucking fun time. <laughs> we're all just taking a piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um- That's how it goes, right? I understand yeah. people are very excited for our take on on these episodes, given where it is in the show. <laughs> yeah, this is like so much is happening, and you mentioned this last week, Colin, too. Where like we're at the part where Double O Seven Nine is ending, like where the stakes and the equivalent sort of plot beats are happening, and this is not even halfway through the show where the end of Double O Seven Nine is happening again. So it's like, damn, huh? Yeah, the show's pretty also, good, I think. Also, like it's wild. Like when I think back about. Like, when I think about the show, and I, like, fondly remember it in all of its plot arcs and what have you. Mm. You fondly remember its women. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hong Kong looms really large as an arc in my mind, in, in my mind palace. Uh, and I don't know why, but it always feels like it's like a it's like a six or, like, a 12-episode arc. And it's really, like, three or four episodes, which is just absolutely buck wild. I mean, it's two wow cool robot episodes. Because we're leaving, yeah, baby. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, um, it, these episodes were the girl power episodes, I think. Have you heard of establishing intimate relationships with girls? Um, do- real quick, uh, hmm. um, uh, Max, do you think yeah. that the Titans used girl power to effectively, uh, <laughs> erase and control former Sonic? I was, I was literally going to say that, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 19, Cinderella 4. Cinderella 4. Shout out to Rush. Hey, what if Hong Kong was purple? What if if we had a nice little Hong Kong dusk scene? Yeah. I was going to say, what if it wasn't there because it got destroyed by a girl who didn't go to therapy? Um, But I guess that's that's later. That's her therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, you got to do what you got to do to cope. Some people destroy cities to cope. To cope. (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah, we're, we're still in Hong Kong for now because Karaba has been ordered by the mayor of Kong, Kong to leave because the, these, these little rascals just seem to attract trouble at every turn, don't they, folks? Sure yeah. fucking do. Yeah, the, the mayor of Hong Kong has told them they need to leave today. And uh, Hayato is kind of like, well, uh, you know, midnight is still today, so. (laughs) Do you think Hayato is the kind of guy who, like, it's New Year's Eve, and then New Year's Day hits, like, at midnight, and he's like, oh, I haven't had ice cream in a whole year. Yeah, because he's he's the best dad in the world. (laughs) I love him. I love him. He's Um, great. Oh, fuck, I just looked at my notes and uh, remembered the conversation that Amaru and Camille have at the start of this episode. Oh, my God. Hey, fuck what me. the fuck is Camille doing with that cart? I don't know. It's got Vibing. tools, but also he, lunch on it. Like, listen, what is he doing? <laughs> he misses Fa, so he's doing things that remind him of Fa. And what did we see Fa doing? Pushing the dinner cart. There we go. There we go. Bingo, bango, bongo. Yeah. Girls? Yeah, but girls. yeah, Amaro has to talk to him about girls. Oh, hey, Camille, like, just because you established, like, a deep, intimate connection with, like, another girl, it doesn't really mean, it doesn't mean it's, like, a new type thing, right? You know, you don't kind of feel some kind of deep connection with someone who you might be, like, mortally engaged in combat against and accidentally kill. <laughs> Camille makes Jim off his face after that line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I do kind of, I, I do like that Amro is specifically saying, like, no, like, the, you know, don't think about this like a new type thing. Like, he literally says in the sub, uh, people with great insight are able to understand each other. Like, he, he is both, like, trying to help Camille avoid getting the trauma, but also to be like, you know, hey, listen, you're, you have a connection with that person, and it's, that's good. You shouldn't, you shouldn't automatically associate it with being the big psychic Gundam boy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like, it, it's trying to differentiate the sort of, you know, relationships defined by the fact that they're different from humans and then, you know, reconciling that with, like, they're also, like, human teens and they have feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, then Camille is like, oh, okay, okay, Mr. Amaro. So it's, like, pretty normal that, like, we feel literally pulled inside each other's heads. And Amaro's like, <laughs> what? And, like, kind of <laughs> just leaves because he can't deal with it. <laughs> he, he was not prepared for Camille to drop that on him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is that is just how it feels to date people when you have anxiety, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> I think at this point, um, Bell Torchica shows up and Amaro's like, Camille... Camille, you stay away from her. She is nothing but trouble, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I hate Bell Torchica so much. She sucks. The lads were having a nice, like, kind of intimate emotional moment of, like, getting to grips with how to have feelings. And then Bill Torchica is just like, oh my god, hi. <sighs> oh, man. Yeah. And and then what? Like, Mariah shows up, too, and Bill Torchica <laughs> starts, like like fucking pumping her for information on Amaro so that she can quote unquote help him like heal or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then Mirai's also just like, go away. No one likes you here. <laughs> so what I love about this is that Mirai kind of just like schools Beltachika a bit, refuses to tell her like anything about Lala. And then as soon as Beltachika leaves, like after Amaro, she's like, right, Camille, her name was Lala. She was a showgirl. Yeah. And just tells <laughs> well, him everything. What, are we sure that Belter Chico is talking about Lala, though? Because she just says, tell me about the person that Amuro fought in the war. And, um, Max, I know you have a theory. Yeah, well, you, a theory that I believe I'll, will soon come to fruition as fact. <laughs> I mean, for myself, it doesn't actually matter what Belter Chico was asking. I just like that Mirai told her to fuck off. 
basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's what I'm hogging on over. Yeah. Look, we don't know. We, we've never seen Shar Asnable and Beltorchica Irma in the same room together. Uh-huh. And as we all know, Shar wants nothing more than to hear people talk good about him. <laughs> so why uh-huh. else? Why else would Shar under the skies of Beltorchica Irma be asking people who know about him about him? Yeah. It all lines up. And else gets connected. Confirmed. Confirmed. And like the sort of, you know, the talk between Mirai and, and Camille here about, about Lala is like, it's just Ken love Bloom on a battlefield from Metal Gear Solid 1. Yeah. Like, that's what it kind of boils down yeah. to. And the answer is yes. Yeah. yeah. As, as, as this show and 0079 have shown. Yes, of course. Yeah. And then we, we cut to Four, who is on the streets <laughs> of Hong Kong, just kind of vibing in yeah. the crowds. And she's just, like looking over <laughs> vibing people. Vibing in the middle of the street. Yeah. Fucking... Like just casually almost gets hit by a truck. <laughs> it's she's, re- she's really out of it. Happy Weed Minute. Happy Weed Minute. Um, and then <laughs> Camille <sighs> get dirt bike. Yeah, Camille dirt just steals Camille. a dirt bike. <laughs> he has become dirt bike Camille. He's sneaking out. He's trying to. He's breaking his curfew. He opens his window and jumps off the roof of the house because Dad won't let him leave the front door. Yeah, he tied all the bed sheets in the Adumla together into like a really long rope so he could sneak <laughs> yeah. off the side of the plane. Boys just want to have fun. Yeah, yeah, and he does. <laughs> he does. I think we cut over to the Titans at this point, right? Yeah, they're talking about like funding, kind <laughs> of. Yeah. They've got a bunch of big rocket boosters they're going to use to get, I guess, like the Psycho Gundam up to space or something. Like, yeah. Ah, they've got rocket boosters they're going to use to get the Psycho Gundam up to space, I see. I will conveniently forget these exist. I'm sure it'll yeah. never come up. Yeah, no, probably not. And um, Wooder, the sort of commander here, is like talking to um, the forest handler, whose name I forget. And he's like saying, let's he's just like call talking- her Margaret Thatcher because she's got girl power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Wooder's talking to Margaret Thatcher, and he's talking about how he wants a regular person to use Psycho Gundam, because, like, four is just being unreliable, because, what, she wants her stupid little memories back? Ugh, can't relate. <laughs> yeah. Aww. And also, like, he specifically makes the point of being, like, um, you know, the, like, we, I don't want to destroy Hong Kong, that, like, we need to, we need somebody with more control over this thing, like, et cetera, et cetera. And so, for... Temporarily, at least for the scene, we have a single Titan that actually doesn't want to obliterate civilians, apparently. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well. <laughs> wow! Um, so, <laughs> we go back to Hong Kong. Someone is, like, kind of comes out of the shadows and is like, Four, I'm here to pick you up. Uh, she slaps him because he calls her number four, which kind of confirms that the, the, we've got a bit of an Eleven situation here. I am <laughs> looking directly at it. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of Camille comes around the corner and they're just so happy to see each other. Yeah. I love this. I love this so much. Yeah. And the 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 Titan guy, he you know, he has like a sort of gun pointed at her. Or he has a, he has a gun pointed at Camille and he's like, you know, sort of aiming it between the two because this random kid shows up. And she's like, yeah. just like, whatever, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm allowed to. I'll be back by midnight, dad. Yeah. It's like, do you get it? It's like Cinderella. Yeah. Fake dad, let me go go out uh, until curfew. And he's like, okay, cool. But take this tracker with you, I guess. <laughs> oh. T- take, take this commemorative silver dollar yeah. to keep with you for good luck. <laughs> take this chance coin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the scene of Camille and Four like reuniting has like almost as much drip as the Quattro Amaro reunion scene. What? Okay, Sarah, qu- important question. What music yeah. does it play when they embrace in the su- in the dub? It was kind of whisper, right? 
No, oh, it wasn't a sick guitar solo? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is like a sexy guitar. I have big, I have big, big words, sexy guitar in my notes. Yeah, it definitely has like careless whisper energy, but it is just the sickest guitar riff as Fly just, uh, Fly, as Four like flies into fucking Camille's arms. Like there, it temporarily is no gravity in this area. (laughs) It's interesting. Um, Hmm, wonder if that has anything to do with her fat brain. These kids have such shredded brains, they erase the gravity wherever they go. Um, and the gravity of their situation sure is gone, because they hang out, they have a good time, they love it, they're just... Yeah. <sighs> it's like a nice little high school date. It's a genuinely cute scene. Yeah. yeah. Like, Four's running, like, her hand is streaming along those sort of chain link fence, like, you hear the rattling of it. It's just, it's just, it, I like it. It's a very cool scene. Yeah. It's just very, very good. Um... And, you know, they're not really holding, they're not trying to hide anything anymore uh, either. Like, you know, they, they have a little exchange about them being on different sides. You know, Four's like, it seems we're enemies. And Camille says, only according to the lines adults have drawn. And so, you know, they're just, neither of them want to be doing what they're doing. But they're here. They're, 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 they're enjoying their time together. Yeah. And at, at a certain point, you know, Four starts opening up to Camille a little bit about her past, or what she knows about her past, rather, because... She asks him if, if you know, if he likes her name, and he says he does. And she's like, okay, well, I'm called this because I'm the fourth lab kid in, in the new type lab. I'm like, I don't know any of any of my past. Uh, that Like, I'm trying to find it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, kaboom. Yeah. Bing, bang, pow. Uh-oh. Imagine, imagine Gundam having a kiss in it that doesn't make me want to, like, throw up. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and it, yeah. it, it, it kind of... She seems the key might be the fact that this was consensual, explicitly yeah. so. That they dislike each other and they're having a good one? Yeah. And she asked him? What a concept. Him? She asked him. I, okay, that part was so cute. She's like, can you kiss me? And this is my heart. My heart melted yeah. a little bit. It's so nice. What they a concept. A, yeah. But, they, you know, they have that nice kiss, but then Camille immediately stands up afterwards, walks away, and does, li- does <laughs> Lincoln Park pose. <laughs> <laughs> Just like one hand on the chain link fence, the other like on his hip or something. Uh, yeah, and then, um, Camille says, holds her, and, and Four says, is hold. Yeah. <laughs> you know how straight couples be. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this very nice scene is interrupted by, um, the, the Titan ship, like, raining fire on Hong Kong. And then yeah. Camille's like, okay, so, remember when I said there's no difference between the Titans and Aeug? There's a difference between the Titans and Aeug, because Aeug would not do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah whoever whoever the fuck is driving this thing is not very good at driving it because they're just like crashing into buildings and shit yeah like <laughs> it's and, like a, it's like a teen learning how to parallel park yeah <laughs> like it's it's wooder is in there like driving it because i guess he he made that big statement about like oh yeah like a uh, uh, four camp uh, correctly control the psycho gundam and it's going to destroy hong kong and then he proceeds to bomb hong kong get in the psycho gundam and like fly it into buildings basically yeah do you think do you think water's from philadelphia why <laughs> colin gets it yeah okay it, uh, it, 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 the accent they have up there they pronounce water like water yeah oh, that's, right, okay. that's it yeah oh, it's like um uh the 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 dialect of uh the mid-atlantic specifically around philadelphia baltimore um and then the um uh the the outer banks is like still very directly like related to the the like original english dialect of american like colonists so that oh, means they, they pronounce water as that's all for now 
From the Colin Fact Zone. <laughs> the Colin Fact Zone. Every time that happens, it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Listen, I always think something's going wrong. We podcast with the font of all knowledge. <laughs> this is true. It's simply essential. Only useless knowledge. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, well if, Look, if, it was, if it was useful, you'd be on a smarter podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Never. There are no smarter co- podcasts. Couldn't be me. <laughs> Certainly no smarter Gundam podcasts. No, 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 um, no. We cut back to the Odoomla for a little bit, and they're like, oh shit, something's fucking carpet bonging. Hong Kong, carpet bonging. Carpet <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you accidentally knock your weed paraphernalia on the floor. <laughs> so someone's carpet bombing, bombing Hong Kong. I think Amaro's like the only pilot they have, and like he mm-hmm. launches. Um, then we cut back to four. She's like looking directly at it. <laughs> She's like, no, that's not good. I don't like that. And then the the Psycho Gundam just stops functioning as I guess uh, the floor just turns it off with her mind or whatever. Yeah, but it's when so I fucking sick. Realized what was happening just because you know uh, what's his face water, water. is in the <laughs> water. Like, Gundam uh, the Psycho Gundam is like this 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 isn't going. And I at first I was like, okay, he's just such a bad driver. And then it just like starts going and I was like, is Four fucking piloting this thing with her goddamn mind? And yeah, it turns out she is. She is she Oh god, yeah. It's it's like she's standing on like the ledge of a building, like just completely glowing right now. Her oh. she's she's driving it with her stand. <laughs> she yeah. Yeah. Her, her stand is Psycho Killer. Don't, we know this. Don't you just yeah. love to show up and be surrounded by blue light while you uh, uh, remotely pilot your your um, danger car? That's just a Monday for me, baby. <laughs> and it's just, she drives it over to the, the like car park she's standing on and just kind of is like, all right, mate, hop on out. And Wooder's like, well, I guess she can drive it and just gets out and lets you go in. Yeah, is no problem at all. Um, and then meanwhile, uh, Camille motorbikes down to the, the shorefront and like signals Amaro by turning his like motorcycle headlight on and off again. Yeah. Yeah, he's just getting his attention. Um, it works. And like he comes over and gives Camille a lift um, to the Odoomla. Mm-hmm. Camille is like super pouty on the flight back because like Amaro like won't tell him anything about new types and about yeah. love and all that. <laughs> he's like, he's well, like, you're not being a good dad right now. I'm yeah. like, if you want to tell me what like it's like to be a new type, then I'll go talk to a new type who will. Yeah. <laughs> no one on the Ardumla can do that. Yeah. No new types on the Ardumla. No, 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 no. It does suck because Camille literally could just keep talking to Mariah and probably like, you know, uh probably skip ahead like probably ten or fifteen episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah <laughs> At least is emotionally. Like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've got a note at the end of this episode about Mirai, which, like, she's so with it. Like, she could be, like, a new type coach. It's because she's in a healthy relationship, and no yeah. other new types are. Imagine a healthy relationship in Gundam. Is it, is it in, be- no. Is it because Bright isn't a new type? Is that is that why it's healthy? Oh my god, yeah, you can only have one. If you have yeah. two, it just all goes to shit. Yeah. <sighs> uh, he gets back... Fucking Stephanie hits him and is like, "Where the fuck have you been?" And he's like, "Oh my god!" Like he's back here, and he immediately goes in Gundam and does his job. But like, come on, he's with it. Yeah, a man can't go out to die just because he's been slapped. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking line. 
T- Tomino is just putting it in there in the text to please please have people please recognize when I had bright slap people it was not good it was bad actually <laughs> yeah no Ooh, but um, Colin a girl did it this time so uh, it's okay. fine yeah 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 oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see it, it's girls the theme is girls yeah <laughs> do you think that um, Stephanie properly used girl power when uh, <laughs> she used corporal punishment against Camille for not being. Uh, on deck, ready to sortie and Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do think that Mira used girl power very effectively whenever she comments on how Camille has changed. And like, you know, I just almost made me think about how like um, maybe meeting like another new type who you form a connection with can kind of like change your mental schema. Um, just interesting thought. Yeah, I think. F- I think for Murasame effectively is using girl power as she destroys Hong Kong because her new memories are meaningless without the old ones to be the base for them. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, this is exactly like that time when I developed a crush on my friend and I had to go to therapy, except instead of going to therapy, she destroys Hong Kong. It's the same thing. Yeah. For Murasame did nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have an emotion and you don't understand it, so you just try and crush it, but that doesn't work and it's not a sensible idea, so you have to deal with it in some way. And sometimes that way is just saying the words, just burn everything. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes you have one single memory and it's kissing Camille in a park and you have to destroy all of Hong Kong because of that. I mean, like, okay, so that that scene is a a very good, effective scene, because, like, it literally just happened. It's, like, barely a memory at this point, right? But, like, she's in Psycho Gundam. She's transformed now. And she sees the sort of rooftop park where they kiss, and, like, it just, like, immediately brings back to, like, oh, like, it's just, like, her basically thinking, like, I don't deserve happiness right now. Yeah. And she just, like, tries to go sycamore on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Before we talk about the... the other half of the scene, I do want to comment that whenever Camille launches, he comment he comments on just how fast Amaro is. Which um I mean he is in the red Rick Diaz right now, so I'm kinda of hashtag thinking about it a little bit. Huh. Huh. I mean I'm th- I'm thonking about it. Yeah. We've never seen Amaro Ray and Shar in the same room together. Never. <laughs> it's like putting stripes and fake engine vents on your car. You paint a suit red, it's going to be better. Yeah, it's it's verifiable fact. If you put flame decals on a Gundam, it will go faster. Fuck, what if the Rick Diaz had flame decals? Yo, that'd be <gasps> Guy Fieri's mobile suit. Yeah, <laughs> it's already Guy Fieri colored. Exactly. You know, it's like there are more Minovsky particles like per bucket of red paint than there are for any other color. It's just how the physics work. Uh-huh. And the the minion particles. The Minovsky particles, uh, they're like lubricant. They make they make robot go fast. Yeah. Exactly. It's like power space lube. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We finally find out what Minovsky particles are. Ground up minions. Yeah. Minovsky. Minovsky. Oh, I hate that song. We can. Let's talk about the rest of the Camille 4 scene. Because she's about to smash a bench. Yeah, and she does. She does smash the whole top of that building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't really do a good job stopping her. Yeah, but Tiny Gundam put his arms around Big Gundam's neck and and gives Psycho Gundam a little hug. Um, <laughs> Tiny Bunny is in love with Giant Girlfriend four times his size. <laughs> <laughs> do you think their ship name is Camille, 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 Camille? Good <laughs> Camille. I have to leave. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
this whole scene is like genuinely heart wrenching because like you know Camille grabs her and he yells out and like at this point they fully realize like oh we're like we're not like on the opposite sides we're like direct enemies right now yeah Yeah, i hadn't realized that they didn't actually know that each other was the pilot of the respective uh small gundam and large gundam um Mm -hmm. you kind of get the the feeling that like four kind of started to realize it like towards Mm. the beginning of this episode but like this is this is the confirmation for both of them yeah Yeah, now they know there's no excuse there's no looking away from this and like four is like explicitly like yelling have you been created to make me suffer which I is, mean, that, yeah. that's a such huge a mood. Yeah. Oofa doofa. <laughs> that's hashtag relatable. Yeah. They're, the Gundams are tussling. We get this beautiful shot of, like, little Gundam tiptoeing backwards from Big oh. Gundam, who's, like, David Byrne big stepping towards it. <laughs> yeah. David Byrne big mobile suit. It's just, it's like, this whole showdown is, like, this is top ten anime fights right here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, she is... Four times his size. <laughs> yeah, true. She's four ten meters tall. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Camille's really trying to get four not to fight and tells Amuro not to attack her. Fucking kudos to Amuro for being like, okay. Unlike, for listening. For for like about two minutes. But I mean, to, it's to his credit. development. Well, if it were Quattro, Quattro would have blasted her right away. Well, also, we have to be very aware that Amuro knows exactly what happens when a third mobile suit gets between two mobile suits fighting. Okay, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, good point. Good point there, Colin, good point. <laughs> um, uh, very important, though, uh, in order to get in, in and out of the Psycho Gundam when it's transformed, you do have to let it bore you. Uh, yeah, it was open, <laughs> open wide, honey. Because the entryway into the cockpit is through the Gundam's mouth. <laughs> The pilot is stored in the mouth. The pilot is stored in the mouth. And yeah, Gundam, like, Mark II lands on Psycho Gundam's shoulder, and they just kind of get out, and, you know, Four kind of, you know, comes out onto her wee balcony, and yeah. um, my heart is stabbed once again with 4,000 mm. tiny swords. Yeah. Um, Camille asks her to open up, and she does so in multiple ways. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Camille's like, you need to g- come to space with me. We can, we can get away from this. Like, we, you know, I'll be able to help you get your memories back in space, etc., etc. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's very sad that he cares about this girl. And she's just like, they can't fix something out in space if they can't fix it in a laboratory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, just her fucking oh. line where she's like, I want to know more about myself. What's wrong with that? I'm like, Oh, oh, oh. Four Marsani did nothing wrong. I'm saying this. Imagine an anime being about, like, the human experience of, like, understanding yourself and connecting with others. Ooh. Couldn't be me. <sighs> Couldn't be me. I think this is why, like, Camille and Four, like, stand so large as both, like, you know, a canon romantic pairing, but also, like, uh, a, you know, an adversarial pairing, because, you know, they do such a good job of establishing, like, the romance between them. But also, like, making sure that Four has very clear motivation uh, as to why she's still fighting. Because really, Mm. the only reason they're still fighting is because Four wants her memories back. And, like, they never play that off as, like, um, 
you know, her having too much new type juice in her or something like that. Like it's, it is like the one single grounding thing about her is the fact that she, she needs to get her memories back and that's why she's still fighting Camille. Yeah. They, they never do the thing where it's like, Oh, it doesn't matter. It's like, you don't need your old memories. If you make new memories that are happy with people that love you, it's like, no, like it's important to her to get her memories back. Damn it. I mean, Camille does like say that though. kind (laughs) of. Well, he's, he's wrong. He does literally say that. (laughs) Yeah. He's wrong. Uh, and that's also why Four says, uh, stop being my enemy, be kind to me. Uh, like, Camille, yeah. Camille could stop fighting. Like, if It's his we, choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, these episodes are a lot. I mean, I think she, he, I think he is being very kind to her. <laughs> he's not, like, attacking her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, he's never, he's, he's not antagonizing. He's always, like, you know, he jumped onto her back. He said, this is my giant girlfriend, four times my size, who I'm obsessed with. And he yeah. said, come on, let's get out of here and talk about our feelings. I think that's pretty kind. Pretty nice. I think I think the big difference for me is, like, you know, obviously, like, you, we, Camille doesn't want to lose the Gundam or whatever. But, like, you know, uh, uh, Camille could just give up and surrender, and then four could get what she wants. Camille doesn't mm-hmm. really have a motivation going on right now, except... I love I love I love girl girl large. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean I mean I I can imagine part of Camille's motivation that like isn't really brought up is that he like he's beginning to really feel like he's a part of AU like people are like praising him. He's not getting chewed out after every single battle. So I feel like for him it's like he's starting to actually buy into the whole ideology. Yeah. Like we yeah. don't really get to see that a whole lot, but I can imagine that like you can make a compelling case for how that's happening behind the scenes, which is the reason why Camille is just giving up right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which which also plays into the whole thing of why he wants to go back to space, why he wants to bring four with him to space. Like, mm-hmm. that's ideally where he wants to be and where he thinks happiness can be. So, like, he, he wants to get four away from Earth's gravity. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt like the, the place where the scales tipped in this conversation was whenever he brought up, like, that Ayug scientists are going to, like, fix her memories and that he's like, hey, Four, why don't you leave the ominous institution that you're, like, entrapped by and join my ominous institution that I'm entrapped by? And it's kind of feels like it was at that point that she was like, mm, fuck off, and, like, yeah. kicks him out of her cockpit. Yeah. Could it be themes? N- Probably not. It, no, no, I don't. This show doesn't have themes. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is Gundam. Colin, if you, wanna, if you want themes, watch, like, Game of Thrones or something. Yeah, yeah. This is, th- listen, wow, cool robot. It's in the name. It's yeah. in the name. It's in the name. Uh, so yeah, like Amara's like, you know, forced out of there. Um, the Gundams are like sinking in the bay at this point. So Amaro swings oh, by. and pick- What are they sinking about? Um, um, Amaro, Amaro swings by. And I, 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 whatever. Who cares? <laughs> uh, he, he, pick, he picks Camille up before yeah. he like fully sinks underwater. He tries to sort of like trash Psycho Gundam. He's trying to like pinpoint the weak point of it. He yeah. says, um, oh, uh, hi, I'm, it's the combat system. It forces the pilot to continue fighting. How do I destroy the system? And because he's Amaro Ray, he does appear to be talking about a computer system um, and imagines that this is a thing he can genuinely destroy, which perhaps it is, but Amaro, I think he should be thinking about a different system here. So, read the, read the uh, room, Amaro. You, you are correct, but um, because this is going to be a thing that is continually built on uh, in further Gundams, um, he is right to say that. Um, it mm. is most likely that part of uh, part of the psycho, because like you know, uh, back when uh, Wooder 
was like trying to pilot the psycho gundam and failing like he said oh this really is a gundam uh, like a mobile suit that belongs to to a cyber new type right uh, and it's it's part of that that like the the thing that they're implying here that we will see built on like over and over again is that part of part of like new type use gundams or new type use like mobile suits or mobile armors isn't just that like uh a new type can interface with them better but that the computer's interfacing with them too. So like the right. when when Amuro says that, you know, the system is forcing the pilot to fight, that's about that's text. That's not assumption. That's like and you can kind of see that in the way that like four like behaves, like when she's out of the Gundam, she's kind of like, you know, sleepy and wistful and like dissociating. But then you put her in the psycho Gundam and like she is filled with this will to fight and strive for things in a way that she isn't like really like shown as in most other scenes unless she's like directly like interacting with with authority figures and so like yeah i'm gonna need to take another six months and write another video essay about this (laughs) (laughs) fucking go damn it shouldn't have watched gundam in the first place i shouldn't have watched gundam in the first place you know school uniforms that's what they do listen uh not not to spoil anything but um uh, Sarah, if you like that little nugget, you need to watch U- Gundam Unicorn. Like, you need to watch Gundam Unicorn. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> I'm like tethered to this franchise for life. I hate this. I mean, we love it. Free your soul from Gundam's gravity. <laughs> I, I can't, can't be done. Can't be done. Um, Not possible. Yeah, so uh, we sort of cut, you know, everyone like leaves. Camille kills the yeah, Hyzak. It just, or something. It just resolves. It's fine. It yeah. just kind of resolves. There's like, there's a little shot of the Psycho Gundam being carried by the, the green plane thing, and like water is streaming out of it, almost like it's fucking crying. <laughs> um, and, and, oh, also, on four is like drum in the most fucking Kaiba ass dramatic way possible, like passed out in the seat. She is literally just fuging right now. Uh, yeah. She is catatonic. Yeah. <laughs> she, she looks like a Jane Austen protagonist who like just got her hand touched by Mr. Darcy. I like to think that fuging is like voguing that you can do when you're unconscious. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> um, what she's doing. It do- it does look like somebody got Alphonse Mucha incredibly depressed and asked him to paint a pilot inside of this cockpit. <laughs> uh, it's really good. Um, and there's also like a little shot shot. of the fucking fed people like discussing oh oh, this is how we're gonna exploit for next Mm." so you know they're planning effective use of girl power yeah (laughs) (laughs) um the last thing and we cut over to the outhumla and like mirai and the kids are leaving because this is (laughs) this is no place for children yeah yeah they're gonna go to india yeah. yeah, I don't know. Not space. Space is still dangerous too, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's an India in space. Like, let's be real, somewhere. Yeah, true. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and and like Mirai, as, as she's leaving, she goes to Beltorchica, and she basically tells her like, "Clam down. <laughs> You're going way too fast, girl." Yeah. Honey. Honey, um, please. She also, I oh man, uh, like before she talks to Beltorchica, she like you know, talks to Amaro and, like, mm. makes him promise to get Camille to space and, like, she's, mm. like, sad that she couldn't see Camille again before she left and da-da-da, which is, like, maybe the first time we've seen anybody respect Camille as a per- as his own individual person outside of Camille and Amaro, which is just, God, I love Mariah. Mariah's so good. Be- yeah. Because she's the only white-based person who's, like, 
adjusted well. <laughs> yeah. It's like her her and Sayla, and we don't see Sayla, so we can only assume that she's exactly as level-headed as Mirai is. And, like, I really like, because there's the part where, you know, she's about to leave, and she's like, oh, where's Camila? Like, Amaro comes up, and, like, he doesn't say anything. He just, like, yeah. shakes his head, and she just knows and understands, like, what the yeah. hap is fucking He's having girl problems. Yeah. He's, 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 he's having a little nap. We do see him biting his nails as Mirai flies off, though. It's great. Which um, I noted because, like, Amaro bites his nails as well. Um, hmm. That's, like, one of his little things. And I looked into that and I said, hmm. And I made thinking face emoji. Uh, new types simply bite their nails because uh, it turns out that being psychic is simply having, uh, you know, a, a fucking anxiety. <laughs> yeah, body, body Actually, picking Actually, no, no, anxiety. no. I think it's they need the keratin to, like, fuel their brain juice. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Their, okay, their brains yeah. use too much keratin, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, next episode? Next episode. Episode 20, The Heated Escape. <laughs> yeah! Yeah. Um, Amaro comes to talk to Camille, but he's too sweepy. No. Camille's just too sweepy. He's sweeping. <laughs> I mean, they're right, well, he is. <laughs> Bell Tortuga, and Bell Tortuga shows up here, and she's oh, just like, "Amaro, you want to come up to my room and like Netflix and chill?" Yeah, do you want to come on. get some? Yeah, you want to come get some coffee? Winky face, winky face, winky face. I've got some coffee in my room. You want some coffee, Amaro? Amaro, just, I, 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 I can't stand her. But the thing is, Amaro doesn't want a Netflix and chill. Yeah, because he, he, I feel like even he, I mean, he's not gonna get tired of her but like i feel like right now he's just like not please read the room yeah he says um an interesting line here though as this happens like you know he's talking about like how he has to go to space too and he's like you know we need to get camille to space because he has this infinite potential and he has to get out there but like i need to go with him because like i need to feed off of that potential for myself yeah interesting all it struck me how all of beltachica's dialogue here is like she's just unloading like her expectations onto amuro like Oh, you, this isn't like you. You shouldn't be like this. You should do this. Oh, I think that you're like this. You're not like this. And yeah, don't do like that, Belchica. He's, he's behaving too much like Quattro because Quattro is the kind of person that loses himself in battle, and Amaro shouldn't be like that because he's a war hero and he's perfect, and I love him, and I need to control him because I'm Beltorchica. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah. So, and it also like it seems like Beltorchica really doesn't want him to go to space. Which did is isn't that like the opposite of what she said before? I can't actually remember. Um, well, I guess we get a little bit more of this when she talks to Camille later. Mm. Um, but it seems like it's, it's less that it's not that she doesn't want him to go to space. It's more that, uh, she doesn't want him to be second fiddle to Camille. She wants him to be front and center. Mm, like mm, she doesn't mm. want to hear about Camille's infinite potential. She wants, she wants Amra to be the big boy, uh, which I think Amra just knows that he's not like he, he's still like, he has power. He's using it. He's, he's using his skills, but like, he knows that the next generation is the important thing, not whatever legacy that he has. Oh, yeah. Remember it. Remember the Amaro Shar scene, not the Amaro Shar scene from like three episodes ago when he was in the Shar and he was like, but I'm Gundam's pilot. I'm the best. And now he's like, nah, nah, nah. It's this kid. Yeah. Well, yeah, he got in his boyfriend's mecca. He got in Quattro's uh, Rictius, and now he he understands. He's got ideology. <laughs> he, oh. he gets it now. He's so yeah. close to cutting his sleeves off. He's so, so close. close. He's nearly there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after this, we we cut. We get a short scene of the Titan ship. They're still chasing down the Outhumla, and you know, four storms in, feeling normal, 
And like the scene basically boils down to Wooder telling her like if she doesn't cooperate and take down Mark II and the Outhuma, like they're gonna shut down the lab and her memories are gonna go bye bye with it. Yeah, yeah they they're do they're doing manipulation. Yeah, because um, like uh, I don't know, it is kind of weird the way that he phrases it. Because on one hand he's like, oh, you don't even you don't even really need to destroy like the uh, the Mark II, just slow it down because it seems like we're gonna be handing this over to Oceana soon anyways. But then he's like, you gotta fucking step it up and hold it together because I will destroy your home and your memories that are inside of it. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Um, you hate to see it. He's just encouraging Four to, you know, utilize more girl power. Exactly. Yeah. She's, she's not at she's not at peak girl power levels yet. Yeah. And he just wants to help her get there. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's certain kind of techniques and methods of, you know, manipulation and extraction that you use to just deploy girl power. And he's doing them. She's learning. She's learning. Yeah, exactly. Back on Odumla, you know, the Hayato is like, all right, so we need to fucking get to the Titans New Guinea base. Blah blah blah. Um. I noticed that Amuro, like, suggests that they do, like, a suicide attack with the Aldumla. Mm-hmm. This will be a common theme. <laughs> I just thought that he really, you know, wants to wants to try and succeed at what Garma failed to do. I mean, he sort of did it once already, but that was only one person in a ship. Being like, you know, just, I think that's the theme. He sees episode eight one time and thinks he can always do that with a ship. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um... They get, like, a message from Hong Kong that says, oh, the Argama is going to be dropping by at such and such a time. Can you catch up to it? Um, which gives them, like, <laughs> no. a deadline to, to do all the stuff they need to do at. Yeah. And, like, at this point, they have no way to, like, get to space. Because, yeah. you know, they're, they're um, what's the term? On Earth still. Yeah. They don't have a shuttle. They don't have any convenient rocket boosters. Nothing like that. No, uh-huh. yeah. I, I don't know how they're going to get out of this one, folks. But this is all interrupted because the Titans attack. Uh-oh. Because, Uh-oh. you know, they're, they're, they're chasing them down. They're trying to stop them, slow them down, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So Amaro sorties. Um, he, uh, he, alarms he sorties go off. Completely <laughs> ignoring Beltachica. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. She's like, be careful. He's like, I don't, I do not hear it. I simply am not listening. Yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> um, hey. Hey. Our, our boy wakes up. Mm, <laughs> sweepy Camille wakes up and he has big mouth and then he goes and gets a condom. <laughs> he goes, oh, I'm awake now. I don't buy it away to my, my biggest yawn yet. <laughs> my biggest yawn ever. Like a perfect circle. His mouth is so large. <laughs> he hit the golden ratio with his mouth size on that yawn. <laughs> you can draw a Fibonacci spiral down that boy's mouth. Fibonacci's four. Yeah. <laughs> Fibonacci, Fibonacci's four. I'd yeah. want, I want to talk about Fibonacci's four. <laughs> Who hits fighting? Uh... Me too. Speaking of which, uh, she's coming in with a bunch of Isaacs, and she's like, you know, the Nemos are scrambling, and like, you know, Gundam and everybody's like heading out, and you know, she's like, hey, all you, you all like handle the small fries. I am going straight for the objective. Do not get in the way. I will obliterate you with this giant laser I'm about to fire. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah. So this like laser moment. So she fires a big laser, but it kind of scatters, and everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, it missed. What happened? 
I thought that like fucking someone, possibly Camille, was just like interrupting the laser with their mind because that seems like this could happen at this point. It looked like a Nemo flew in front of it and scattered it with its body. But yeah, yeah. it's never really explained. It's it's such a quick thing. Like we like everything we've seen from the Psycho Gundam is its its tummy lasers like aren't very accurate. They kind of just go everywhere no matter what. So like it, you know, yeah, it kind of makes sense. You know, the, it it tries to fire a uh, big beam, tries to do that Garobi, and uh, uh, hits a Nemo, and the Nemo explodes, and the lasers go everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, but it, at at some point, like you know, Amuro's sorting now, and Amuro's trying to stop four, and like she transforms, and like she ends up like grabbing Amuro. She gives him a little cuddle, a little squeeze. <laughs> she gives him a big old bear hug. Yeah. She's about to go sick of Odin, kill the boy, and then, uh-oh, you ever, don't you all haze hate it when you have to kill someone, then you get a big migraine and you have to stop? It's, oh, uh, everybody hates it. Don't yeah. you just hate when you're about to suplex the hero of the previous anime and then you get a really bad splitting headache? <laughs> you gotta you gotta fly back to the base to take some ibuprofen. Uh, and yeah. you say, oh, Margaret Thatcher, I have to go home immediately, come pick me up, please. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, let's not forget one of the best things of all time: uh, Hayato telling Belter Chica to fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. I hate her guts. Yeah, he's so like, much. "Where's Camille?" And Belter Chica's like, mm, "How should I know? I'm not his babysitter." And he's just like, "Belter Chica, yeah. <laughs> we I'm are just... in battle right now." I am so validated because Belter Chica is just like, mm, 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 "My apologies, Do director." One thing, Belter Chica, please. <laughs> Just, it hit good. Just, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yummy. We love um, to hear it. Um, yeah. Brief cut to and space. Like, yeah. yeah, brief cut to space. Argama's here. Argama's back. Bright's getting ready. Just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I just lost my shit whenever I saw space and Bright. I got so excited. I know, right? But it's only for I like I want to free seconds. my soul from Earth's gravity. I'm, yeah. I'm really glad they put this in here because I think if we would have just gotten like the the eventual big Argama crew reunion as our first be like oh wait space is here again I might have died. Uh-huh, yeah yeah uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. You, you, they can't hit you with it all at once. You, you, you got to build up a to tolerance it. to space. Exactly. Um, but during the battle, like they end up sort of breaking off because four has to go back and get her headache pills or whatever. Yeah. And Nami Car, her handler, is like. Just con- she's pushing her way too hard because she's like, you got to get your memories. So you got to keep fighting, sweetie. Like yeah. the ma- remember the manipulation they did earlier. They just do it again, but like uh, four times more. Yeah. Well, her name is Four, so. Uh, yeah. 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 Um. And yeah, just fucking make her go out because memories, and she's got to do it. She's got to do it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Wooder gets on the uh, on the um, yeah. the phone and tells everybody to abandon ship because all of their mobile suits are destroyed except for the Psycho Gundam. They don't have any real guns on the uh, the Sidori, so everybody needs to leave because he's going to fly their big ship into the Ayug's big ship. <laughs> yeah, and like all the Federation officers run in and like salute Wooder, and he's like, "Gentlemen, it's been an honor playing with you tonight." Yeah, and they all they yeah. all say like they're going to stay on the ship because whatever um i was cares? like what I... the fuck institutional loyalty ew yeah uh, th- this oh i hate that scene i i have the words written down big british energy <laughs> it's mm. just like yeah it's like for the glory of the empire basically it's like winston churchill would have loved this shit oh uh, anyway yeah. anyway my anyway. next note is that um 
we cut back to the Idumala and I see Beltachica going down some stairs in the exact way that I go down the stairs in my house every single fucking day. Fuck this. I hate this. Not anymore. Well, you no, don't. you're you're reclaiming <laughs> <Not> it. <laughs> She's you, infringing on my her. intellectual property. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this scene boiled my blood. <laughs> oh. I I have Beltorchica is my least favorite character in Gundam. <laughs> like it, she's a compelling character, and she's good at what she does. But I hate her guts. She's so really, really much. good at just making us mad. Yeah, she's so good at tilting me specifically. Uh. What does she say here? I can't even say it. She tell she it's it is the biggest clusterfuck of wrong opinions. She tells Camille <laughs> that Camille needs to one stay away from Amaro because when Amaro's around Camille, he's too risky with his own life. To protect Camille, and that's not good because we have to keep Amaro alive. And mm-hmm. then, uh, like, Camille's like, oh, what? You're saying, like, you know, I need to be better to, like, protect Amaro? And she's like, yes, you should be better explicitly to protect Amaro. Amaro like, is the, per- the good like, person in the situation. God. Like, Beltachica, that's a him problem. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can't do anything about that. What do you want me to do? <gasps> however, however... Camille, as he's leaving, does call Beltachica a selfish girl, and like suddenly I'm on Beltachica's side. <laughs> yeah. He does say a woman's selfishness could get a man killed. Yeah. Which is like, uh, it's, uh it, it does it does smack of gender, sadly. Um uh, but like the thing that Camille's getting at, I feel, is that like Beltachica Belter- uh, trying to like play politics and favorites with uh, you know, which which, you know, pilot gets like preference and all that kind of stuff. Is just going to get either him or Amuro killed in, in the long run of it. Okay, that like makes sense because in the dub it was just like he's being mean to girl. Okay, yeah, no, this is he's yeah. being mean to girl with a good reason. So yeah, it's okay. It's, it's certainly it like I, I don't want to downplay the way mm. Camille says it is explicitly a wom- a woman's meddling is going to get a man killed. Uh, but like you know, I feel I feel like what they're the the core of it is like you know. Uh, if you ignore all of the gendered bullshit is that basically like Beltar Chica trying to like play favorites for Amaro is going to get both or one of them just mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> But the thing <sighs> is like whenever they're going out, Camille does like go before Amaro and sort of like Beltar Chica was sort of asking. Yeah. He does yeah. like explicitly say, Hey Amaro, please let me go first when they go to sortie this time. Yeah. So like, he still kind of listened, which, yeah. you know, good, good yeah. for him. He's mad about it, but he realizes that, like, she has a point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I think it's it's equally because Camille wants to get out as soon as possible because he's on his way to his third date with four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hope he gets a fourth one. Hey. Hey. You ever just, like, just kind of take a little, like, tea break in the middle of, like, vitriolic combat to have an intensive heart-to-heart with your, like, girlfriend slash rifle? Yeah, all the time. Why? Yeah, it's called a rifle move. <laughs> so this scene is like oh, before this like happens yeah you know, C- camille's refusing to shoot four and amuro sort of like realizes that the sidori is about to like ram the adhuma so he like fucks off to deal with that and like what if the gundams hugged in midair and their pilots got out and just chatted yeah. while they're like falling from the cockpit. sky they're Yep. No, I'm not, I'm not even gonna like make a joke. I'm not even gonna make a joke there because this scene is too good. I'm this scene is too good I for see. me to like. This scene is too good for me to sully it with like the energy I brought to Yu Gi Oh the other day. Yeah. 
book. Yeah, keep that shit away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like, it's just like they're fighting, and then they're in this like tranquil embrace, and he goes over for a visit, and fucking. Ah! This is Romeo and Ju- this is if Romeo and Juliet was good and they had robots. Oh man! Like normally, if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna lay out some bad wrong opinions, um, y- yeah, of course, uh-huh. that's what the show is here for. So You're, this is a safe place. Uh, I don't I I don't prefer subs over dubs because I think the the Japanese performances are inherently better than the English performances. I think mm-hmm. they're generally both kind of not great. And the reason that I usually prefer subs is because a lot of a lot of mediocre anime has a lot of just dead dead air, and when you're reading subtitles, you don't notice it as much. Um, mm-hmm. But this, oh man! And obviously, like I don't I don't understand Japanese, so like a lot of the the like craft of of performance for like Japanese voice acting is lost on me. But like right. this scene is just so fucking good and you can tell camille's voice actor is like acting his heart out uh it's just it's so good as he just starts to like like pour his entire like soul out to four of like you you know you you said you're an orphan and uh uh, said that uh, somebody with parents would never know and now i like i feel like compelled at the core of my being to like tell you all about how i saw both my parents die and like all of my life and like these people that i know and i don't know why i feel like i need to like pour this out to you but i am and i'm crying and we're hugging and it's (sighs) such a good good scene it's so good it's like it is like just raw emotion. Like the whole time, he's like, I don't even know why I'm saying all this. Like he like just starts letting out, and he can't stop himself. Yeah, he does the thing where like as soon as he like because these Camille is always very like calm and like collected. Um, but just like as soon as like he says, because he very calmly is like, "Hey, for like I need to tell you something," and then starts to like as soon as like the kind of the lid comes off, everything comes out. It's been bottled up for so long. Yeah. He's had no one to actually talk to about this until yeah. now. I mean, and like maybe yeah, he's had people, but he's not four. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't had like a true new type. Yeah, yeah, a true type. <laughs> <laughs> and could be and something. F- you know, four finally gets him to accept the fact that he likes his name too. Like this is just such a beautiful scene. Yeah. If- this if time, Camille... four holds him. Camille is hold. Yeah, yeah. If this is the culmination of Camille's character, if we get no more development for him for the rest of the series, I would be happy with that because, like, <laughs> yeah. him admitting that he likes his own name because that's what he has and that's what he has to deal with is like just like the perfect like bookend on like the very first thing we know about Camille is that he hates his name. So now he's like, yeah, I like it actually. It's like ah, mwah, mwah. And, like, the fucking thing is, like, two episodes ago, it was Four who was like, oh, Camille, that's a really cool name. I love it. Yeah. (sighs) You ever hold a gun to the person you love? (laughs) I was about to say, you know what makes this also the best scene in the world? Yeah. Oh, wait. uh, I mean, well, is it, like, the fact that his head is, like, in her lap? Uh, yeah, I just oh man, uh, that, that 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 scene. I I I was not going to take a screenshot because it was too good of a scene to take out of context. It's mm, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just and like you have to see it because like the motion of that gun coming into frame with with Camille's head down in her lap, the fucking the noise of it cocking, the when like he suddenly like looks up and there's just tears streaming down his face, but he's looking directly into a gun. 
It's it's literally if you oh, added God. tears to the surprise Pikachu face. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it's 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 the um when the race war comes and I have to kill Tony Hawk and it's like the crying man with the gun, that's what the scene is. Uh that is um that is Wesley Snipes in New Jack City, which is a very good movie. You should watch it. <laughs> okay. It's just like and 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 then she's like, okay, like this is the point of no return. Like the next time you ever get close to me again, I will re- actually shoot you for real. Yeah. Like we we cannot do this. Yeah, this is not like a possible relationship to have. And yeah, I like like she does this. Like the thing that she asks him in order to like determine this is like, do you still hate your name? And like from his answer, like after he answers it, she's like, Ch-ch-ch-k. yeah, he is God. This is like the best scene I've I'm sure yeah. I've seen in forever. Uh, and and like, we watched uh, the finale of Yu-Gi-Oh last week. <laughs> yeah, we're like Well not the finale. No, um, we yeah, we're like the beginning of the finale. <laughs> so yeah, they, they break apart. Um They break up. In yeah. many ways. Four <laughs> tells him that they need to both return to the places they belong. Uh a little yeah, foreshadowing. Ooh, that there. one hit me good. Yeah. There's some foreshadowing. <laughs> um so she <laughs> Okay, the next thing's really funny though. The next scene is so funny. <laughs> hey, Psycho Gundam, yeet! Yeet! <laughs> Just, you know, Psycho Gundam, Kaskase. Kaskase. Flying into the ship, 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 ship. Just fucking Looney Tunes directly into the ship. It just flies just straight to the leaves, side of it. She Listen, leaves a digi egg shaped hole in the Sidori. If you can't find or reach the door of a ship, you just go through the side. Yeah. Psycho Gundam shaped is fine. Yeah. And she gets in and like she basically is like she gets the sort of cargo crane in the in the cargo hold there to like carry one of the rocket the shuttle boosters there, yeah. huh? Wonder yeah. what those are there for. She fucking shoots a man with a pistol. Like she does shoot a man with a pistol and it's Ford not did nothing wrong. Out. Yeah. She's right. She's effectively using girl power to do mutiny against the Titans and kind it's of so good. <sighs> she is radicalizing the girl power and we love yeah. to see exactly. <laughs> And and water shows up at this point, and he's yeah. like, "Hmm, don't care for this." And he very much does shoot four. I don't yeah. like that part. Yeah, she yeah. does. It's not like the yeah. arm. It's not like a fatal wound, but like, well, I mean, oh, I don't know. No, I say no, that never she having. Gets, she gets shot never having been chest. shot before. Like, oh he, shit! Like okay. it's a it's a through and through on like the the non heart side of her torso. <laughs> okay, yeah, I thought it was her arm. The show nah. was made a hundred years ago. I can't tell. <laughs> Um, and like Camille and Amaro are like outside, sort of like waiting in the lobby of the scene. Um, and it's actually like Amaro who gets her sort of new type DM. Yeah. yeah. For, for sends the psychic DM to Amaro because I guess Amaro's reception is just stronger. <laughs> she just says calling all new types. Yeah. Well, she knows Camille is like not going to pick up because he's like not doing so hot mentally right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like Camille feels something, but Amaro is like, oh, it's like. like Use the Sudori's booster rockets to get up into space is what she's saying to you, Camille. I I like I I pogged in real life when yeah. I realized what was going to happen here. I more did like Mr. Krabs because I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you can just do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. It, well, oh, and then there's the very heartbreaking thing is like you know Amaro's like doing covering file for uh, covering fire for Camille and says those who ignore someone's good intentions will regret it for the rest of their life. As like yeah. you need like 
she is i know she's gonna die you know she's gonna die but she has made this opportunity for you you need to take it you you need to like you you can't waste what she's given you and it's just (laughs) i mean does camille know she's gonna die he seems very like disoriented in this scene like he doesn't quite seem to know what is going on yeah i i i sort of picked up on that too it really felt like he was gonna be like oh i hope four's okay i hope i can see her later yeah because like, like he, he gets on the booster buddy. rocket and like sees four stagger past and is like oh f- four I- is she hurt yeah <sighs> yeah yeah um but he goes on the booster rocket. he like plugs mark two into it to i guess like guidance or whatever yeah mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. this is when we like actually get the second opening playing as this happens Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's just, Four says goodbye. Yep. Amuro tells him to go. And as it turns out, you can just go to space. Yeah. You can just do it. <laughs> okay, so okay, so in my notes, it says, Joyous mm. music plays. This is such a bop. <laughs> I think I would it, yeah. have recognized the Careless Whisper opening. Well, it only does, it only, like, that only, that part only happens in the intro of the song. The actual song isn't Careless Whisper the whole way through. Okay, okay, so I just, like, haven't heard the rest of the song. Oh, yeah, because yeah. every time it comes on, I switch over to the sub so that I can listen to the first opening, <laughs> because that's the exactly. best song ever made. And then I yeah. switch yeah. back, okay, this all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've heard, like, three different parts of it, and now you can finally piece them together. Yeah, 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 it's it's all connected. Yeah. It's all connected. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, Bright is there to... To, like, pick up his son from school. Yeah. Oh, well, as he goes up, um, the Sudori, like, explodes. Water and four. Uh, I think they beefed it. Oops. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think she's fine, you know. She's probably fine. She's probably okay. I mean, Lala's fine, so, like, whatever. Shar yeah. survived that big explosion at the end of 0079. We know this because he's living in Sailor's basement. Um, you know. Or actually, maybe so, sorry, we, we know this because he's on the, the Odumla, uh, fucking Amaro. As, as Beltorchka Irma. As yes. Beltorchka. Uh, who knows, maybe we'll run into a five or a six later who, you know, just, you know, uh, same hair color, different outfit. Who knows? Yeah. Big sunglasses. <laughs> a, um, cool, a cool mask, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No sleeves. No sleeves. But yeah, like, we're in space. Argama does hey! deploy kiddie pools so they can get close in and they can they can <laughs> throw a little a little rope out for Gundam to grab onto. Yeah. And he does it. He gets in the dang thing. He yeah. gets caught. Yeah. Hayato's like, don't lose your way. Belter Chica is just hiding out next to Amuro's bed because he's sleepy from being shot disease, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he got shot in a battle. He's like, he got hurt a little bit. Yeah. Baby uh, way has to recover. Yeah. Camille is like, hey, where's Fa? And it turns out that Fa and Quattro and Katz all went to, for a little shopping trip to Granada. I wonder yeah. what they bought. Hmm. Granada. Granada. They went to Space Radio Shack to buy another. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, um, all right, Colin, I will give you permission to do ASMR voice for this episode title because it made me, like, sit up in my seat. Okay. Are Are we ready? Are we ready for this next title? Yeah, I'm ready. Hit me. Mm, the sign of Zeta. <laughs> you know when the show episode has the name of the thing in the name? <laughs> It's going to be a good one. Wow. Cool robots. Yeah. <gasps> um, which is, you know, a good good immediate energy to have because immediately instead of our usual, like, you know, uh, little explainer, we get the recap that just says four is fucking dead. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm, I'm saluting. I'm doing I'm doing the Russian streamer salute right now. <laughs> the F the F stands for four. Because yeah. that's how many salutes I'm giving. Press press F four times.
<laughs> Respect times four. Um, <laughs> and then the kind of the open the opening proper is remind us ba- reminds us basically that the Titans are up to shit. Mm-hmm. They're doing crime. They're gonna take. They're doing Operation Apollo, which is they're gonna take over Von Braun City on the other side of the moon, which is like a, a clever little nod to Werner Von Braun. Cool. <laughs> the the Nazi scientist who made rockets for America. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to. Yeah. Is he alive? He actually might. No, he's not. He's certainly not still alive. I'm but pretty like, sure Von Braun's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He. Yeah. He. He went to space and died. I had. I was for whatever reason. I had to watch October Sky like every year in school for like three or four years straight. It was weird. Um. It's. I. Uh, it's because it came out really close to when we were in high school, and it's also a good movie. And um, yeah, people hate communism, and that's that's basically all of it together. <laughs> Checks out. That's a private school, baby. I've literally never heard of this. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's yeah, about, I just googled about it. Homer Hickam, yeah. NASA astronaut and not astronaut and NASA engineer. Anyway, <laughs> Titan's leader is hashtag chillin'. Yeah, his eyebrows are to coin to to cop a term from like 2014. They're kind of on fleek. <laughs> that was not from that long ago, was I it? I have no idea when it was from. Okay, God, I just look. Time is not. I don't recognize it anymore <laughs> as a concept. I refuse to. So who knows? Uh huh. Um. But he's looking out the window because someone's gonna like call him on the holoscope. Yeah, we... yeah, that's a, a fun bit of technology that I wish we'd seen more of until now. Yeah, um, it turns out that you know uh, a certain space Dracula is leaving their massive ship, the Jupiteris, which is what we see here, for their tinier pink ship, um, and just hops on a little a little uh, hologram call to give him a nice salute to old Jamatov Hyman. <laughs> And, like, this is how you know he's space Dracula, because, like... Dracula. She gets projected out into space. Yeah. Exactly. Only space Dracula would be this extra, like... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get to learn about him. Oh. Oh, you get to... You get to learn about me? You get to learn about Paptimus Sirocco and my pledge of loyalty that's sealed with blood? You get to learn about that? Oh yeah, mix mix of uh, uh, sriracha. You're gonna need to sign this contract to to prove your loyalty. Hi, please write your name on the dotted line. Oh, that's not enough. I'm gonna whip a pocket knife out and I'm gonna slit my thumb open and I'm gonna put my little thumbprint on there. Thank you. Damn, this guy, this guy really fucking huh huh must be the most loyal. Uh, Titans fuck better because they uh, no! put the Paptimus in the colony. Uh, I am glad that he switched from his weird vest outfit to like this bomb ass like white dress uniform it looks really it looks really sick doesn't it oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah and like you can actually like see how his hair like functions that it's like a sort of neck cut bob thingy yeah with a weird circlet that turns his hair into a beret yeah 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 he has he he keeps his snacks in the cavity where his hair bumps up (laughs) uh paptimus sirocco famous inventor of the bump it um Ugh, I've got I've got him down as sriracha in my notes because he's a bit of a spicy boy. He is, yeah. Pussy sriracha is his name. Oh, you know I I like to get spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Camille's out on patrol in the Mark II in space. I'm y'all. I'm so glad we're back in space. Yeah, they they specifically make a note that like he's really, really, really deep in space, almost too deep in space. One may say, and just mm, he needed that like space cleanse. I just Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he's trying to make his type newer. 
Yeah, he's also getting really annoyed by the other boy that's on the, uh, I guess, the flight deck controller boy, Torres. Yeah. Like, they're not Torres. having a good time together. They're not getting along. He thinks yeah, he's like annoying. He, <laughs> he fucking talks shit over the comm, and Torres is like, I heard that, and he's like, oops. oops. Yeah. Which, My bad. Which is actually a really nice touch, because every, like, we purposely see, like, Camille a lot for the rest of the, rest of this episode. Yeah! Specifically hitting the comm button on the side of his, uh, his helmet before he shit talks people. Yeah! <laughs> he's just a little, he's stuff. like, he's so cocky now, it's great. Yeah, yeah. He makes it back to the bridge, though, and, like, remember Emma? I missed Emma so much. Oh, uh, we love Emma. We love Emma. <laughs> Emma's so great. She and she and Bright are talking. They're like trying to figure out what the Titans are up to because they've been tracking them for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Camille and Torres are like at each other's throats right now, like beating up some other third bridge boy. Joins Camille the fight. just comes onto the bridge and immediately starts fighting everyone on it in true <laughs> so Camille Bidan style. Yeah, and then Emma's like, "Oh, boys will be boys, won't they?" Yeah, let them blow some steam off, whatever. And then Bright's <laughs> like, so- "No, I will not." And then punches all of them and tells them to go to the brig. <laughs> classic bright children you are grinded you are spasted but yeah it sort of turns out that like the reason that they've been ribbing at camille is because like his vibes are weird that he's really distracted at the moment which i mean bitch. i wonder why (laughs) bitch bitch imagine like allowing yourself to grieve for your like gf who may have just died i don't know at least uh, Emma picked up on it. Yeah, yeah. Emma sure em- fucking did. Emma's like, hey, listen, stop taking people out for being lonely. Like, uh, we can all tell that you fell in love on Earth, right? You know? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, and then, and then, hey, new friends here. We get to see them. We get to, uh, we, we, we cut over. We see Paptimus. Yes. He's like talking about. He's like practicing with his with his like units' new toys, basically. Like yeah. before the ap- operation, he's like, "Yeah, we'll be ready for Operation Apollo. We got to like train our units first, though." Yeah, and we get to see the Gabfly. What absolute units they are! And guess who's piloting it? Chair guess who's back. back? Our number one fail son. Yeah. Ugh. And new friend Moar. Yeah. She's cool. She's a good she has old fun yeah. hair. She's um. Probably a uh, design stolen from a cross, but whatever. She looks good. I love I love a green-haired uh, pilot lady. I need to stop yeah. this fucking coin. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> and the Gabfly is cool. It looks like a like a sort of mosquito when it's in its mobile armor form. It's this like neat sort of like military dark brown, dark green color scheme. Um, and like uh, uh, Paptimus comes in in his masala, and they're just like sparring with each other. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I love yeah. I love the big bulbous shoulders they have too. Um, mm, like mm. that's that's a, a kind of like a kind of a design aesthetic we don't really see often in Gundam. But like mm-hmm. usually, like from here on out, we get one or two suits that have that kind of look to them, and I always love them. Hey, what if the the robots played like American football? <laughs> uh, Maxter Gundam. Next question. Okay. Yeah. Um. But, uh, so yeah, we, we go back to like the sort of Titan base and uh, Sriracha sort of gives a little bit of a speech about their kind of manifesto about how they really want to free people's souls from Earth's gravity and that basically there's no difference between good and bad things. All things are the same. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, it's just like, 
<sighs> well, he specifically is like the AUG and the Federation are no different when it comes down to it. They're the they're they're the same people. It's the same organization. Even if they say they have the same goal as me, it's not the same. Because also, I believe in genocide. <laughs> From my point of view, the Federation are evil. Yeah. <sighs> And, like, Jared comes in, he's like, bro, you're saying some wild shit. You sure you're not a new type? Only new types pontificate like this. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm not a new type. I only sense times will not change unless I do something about it. Or, excuse me, mm, I only sense times will not change unless I do something about it. And, yeah, he's, like, talking about how, like, you know, Hyman wants to basically, like, eradicate Earth and then, like, lead the remnants or whatever. Yeah. I thought, like... Specifically, they're trying to cause economic collapse so that everyone will fucking starve and die. Yeah, like, Hyman's plan is specifically to, like, start a war so big that the the economy of Earth will collapse and basically all the poor people will starve to death. And then they'll just be left with everybody who could actually survive, which is yeah. certainly not uh, really terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> No, and 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 Sirocco's like, this is also my plan, but much like Joe Biden, I'm going to have a woman do it. Yeah. Sirocco said more female autocrats. Uh, Sorry, Joe jo- jo Badon. Yeah, Joe Badon. <laughs> <laughs> Camille's grandfather, Joe Badon. Uh, um, so fucking, like, Sriracha is like, oh, whoever gets to control the Earth sphere after everyone is dead is going to be a genius. And Jared is like, uh, is that you? And, like, Sriracha just, like, stands up and is like, no, I think the ruler of the world will be a woman. And I'm a, f- I'm in a my mind, I was feminist. like, did, did, did he just come out as trans? Is she a girl, actually? Because what it read to me was him saying up and being like, yes, it will be me. And also I'm a woman. Hi. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a, like, uh... No, like, but, like, no, no, like, just the fact that, like, that was what my brain did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I wouldn't go there just because, like, the immediate several Sirocco scenes just reek of sex pest vibes for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think you think he has a hashtag I'm with her bumper sticker on his masala? Fucking. Because, <coughs> like, he, like, he keeps going around for the rest of these episodes, like, going up to women and being like, mm, could you be my queen? That's the thing. And, like, he doesn't he doesn't look like that kind of guy. It's just, like, his, his looks belie his behavior. He looks like a cool, like smart normal dracula but then he opened his mouth and he's like oh he's one of those he's he's Damn. trying to draculize all these women into being <laughs> his servants <laughs> i want to suck your titty <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> we do not like to hear it <laughs> um after this weird scene we cut over to the bridge crew in like the disciplinary room like the little like holding the cell the boys the are rig. grinded they're having yeah. a nap yeah, uh, and then, like, the guy comes in, like, wake there, doesn't he, like, you know, rattles on the door, wakes them up, and they're, like, still mad at Camille, and Camille's like, oh, you just shouldn't have fallen asleep, like, I'm a good boy. Yeah. But and the- then they don't get mad at him. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, Camille, did you get any cool porn in Hong Kong? Will yeah. you show us the hollow tips, please? Pretty yeah. please? Oh, yeah, Camille. Camille, we'll be friends with you if you give us your Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> you get some cool bootleg earth porn, buddy? Ugh. We ran out of stuff on the Argama. <laughs> Oh god. Um but yeah, and then we see like cut back to Titans, Moa her name is like Moa in the, the, M- the dub. M O U A R. Okay, there's no yeah, R okay. in the dub. Or it could, could oh, just be weird. like an English R. Um Shrimp dressing. But yeah, she's getting sent out to space to like go and check out a vibe that um Sriracha's felt. Um and like yeah, like all vibe sent- checks return yeah. to space. Huh? 
I'll, whenever a vibe check happens, it gets sent out in the space. People need to investigate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She does, like, before she's sent out, she does notice, like, this weird Annette Fire Emblem-looking character yeah. who's hanging around Sirocco. And she's like, what's her deal? Yeah, who's this like, pink I don't even, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't even know if we see much of her face. We don't get a name or anything. But, like, she's vaguely important if she's hanging around Sirocco the whole time. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we um, in a previous scene that, like, Sirocco was in, we did, we did see her in the background. Like, we, yeah. we saw her, like, yeah. walk out of the room or whatever. So, like, yeah, it's, you know. She's just are, keeps her in the back. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the Argama is also like mobilizing. Oh, also, whenever they go out to, to, to like check out the vibe, I think Jared is like, oh, is that a weird plane I see? I'm sure it, it's it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's probably nothing. It's probably yeah. nothing. But the Argama is like mobilizing because they've seen like one single mobile suit. Yeah. They saw Jared and they're like, we've got to, it's Jared season. We're off to hunt some Jareds. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the first Jared of the season has fallen from the tree. <laughs> we are hunting Jareds. <laughs> Camille season. Jared season. Camille yeah. season. Jared season. <laughs> <laughs> and Camille is out in space and he gets like a vibe. He gets the like, wow, cool robot vibe. He, he feels that there's going to be a cool robot. Yeah. God, so do I. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that that gab fillet shows up, and it it sure is a big old boy. Uh, we do love to see yeah. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Emma's taken off by this point, and she also everyone just like completely reads like characters like Amro and Camille because Emma also says like, oh yeah, all the boys get hopped up for war. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like the boys ain't right, all of them, every single one. Yeah. Because boys ain't right. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you, The Cure. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, The Cure. Uh, um, oh, so, okay. <laughs> cool. We are all Didn't The know Cure. That. <laughs> we are all. Yeah. So th- there's just, there's big space fight, um, which kind of ends up, Emma basically gets like shot at point blank range, but she fucking mm. escapes in a pod, which kind of proves yeah. that every single other woman death in this show from like mobile suit shooting has been vaguely unnecessary and gratuitous. Kind of, I hate to think about it. So this is, this is two things. One, Jared kicks her head off. Yeah, that's pretty sick. <laughs> uh, and two, the, the Rick Dias is specifically one of the first mobile suits to have a cockpit that turns into an escape pod. Like it's it is one oh, of the few ones. Little touch, yeah, yeah, we'll see it in a couple more. Um, everybody's favorite Sazabi has one too, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's it, it's uh, Emma just happens to be in one of the few mobile suits that is made to not die in. <laughs> well, good the Zeong also was like kind of the first one we saw because the whole head just pops off, don't it? Oh yeah. Um, and a, a, a cool thing to note too is that like the 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 Gabfly is kind of like a Gundam in that. They think it's like a warship firing on them, but no, it just has a battleship's mega particle cannon that's handheld. Yeah. Yeah. Jared fucking like comments because he's absolutely obsessed with defeating the Mark II. He's like, oh yeah, I could just kill the Mark II in one shot with this big gun. <laughs> um so yeah, Camille ends up es- rescuing Emma. And <laughs> like Come <laughs> Yeah? He yeah? throws her a skip pod like a squash ball. <laughs> yeah. like, to another like, mobile Tana, suit. Uh, uh, he like he like Peyton Manning's it away. Yeah. Um and and then like Jared like eventually is able to close in and Jared and Camille are fighting. Like J- Camille tries to like, you know, get his beam uh, his beam saber out and he's like cuts off part of his shield to do it, but like Jared like totally has him captured right now. Yeah. Oh you look at a little like, mark too? You wanna give it a little bit of a cuddle? With a bit of a squeeze? Yeah. He does say I want to torture him to death. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know. Okay. And, and yeah, he knows he's fighting Camille at this point because uh-huh. only Camille could be piloting yeah. her too. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, uh-huh. he he hears Camille speak too when Camille goes to yeah, like, yeah, rescue yeah, yeah. Uh, Emma. So like, yeah, there he he knows what he's here for, and he is excited for it. Yeah. Hey, speaking of excited for it, what happens next? Um, so some somebody shoots from off screen. They don't know who it is. It's it's not in the direction of the Argaba, and Camille gets launched out of Gundam into space. Yeah, his hatch like opens up by itself, and he's like, "Why did why the fuck did my hatch just open up?" Um. Yeah, yeet that boy. Yeah. He thinks he's gonna die. Yeah, he's having like a near-death experience and someone's trying to contact him and it finally breaks through to him because it's Fa. Fa is here to save Camille. <sighs> well, we don't... <laughs> this thing, like, he's drifting, he's vibing, he like fucking immediately accepts his death, and but in like a bad way. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like he senses Fa and then also a ship with a mysterious pilot shows up. I did not connect these two things in any feasible way. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's a ship and a pilot. I wonder where flies. I mean, they do such a, like, y- you see the pilot and, like, their face is totally obscured by the visor of their helmet. And, like, at that point, you know it can't be anyone else. It can't be Quattro because we would have seen him by now. It, like, has to be Fa. Or maybe it's Haro. Who knows? Um, Haro has but... titties now. <laughs> good, good for her. Two orbs. Um, two, uh, well, three, if you count the main body. Okay, okay. Oh, but I don't want to cut the. She okay, but 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 Fa's flying in on on um on something new and exciting that like I I don't know why I'm marking out so hard over it. I think just because I'm excited to see the next big thing. But there, I know what it is. There's a little Dorito here. D- <laughs> Dorito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess technically Fa is is piloting like a transport ship that was carrying the Dorito. Uh, but yeah. now they've separated. The the Dorito is trying to fight off uh, Jared and Moar while Fa goes to rescue Camille. And uh, Apolly's in the Dorito, our good friend. Yes, our our favorite boy, Lieutenant Apolly. I love him. Hey, wow, cool robot. Wow, cool robot. Wow, cool robot. I just like it whenever Camille is vi- drifting in, vibing in space and having a very bad death time. And then just kind of turns in and he says, oh, wow, cool robot. And the cool robot comes and rescues him. Yeah, and the the cool robot wrecks Jared's shit. Like his his uh gab yeah. is about to explode, and he has to run off with Moar. <laughs> yeah. He like he doesn't even get picked up. He like grabs on like he's in space, free floating. <laughs> he grabs onto the chest of the Moar. Yeah. I wonder if that's important and, and symbolic. Yeah, maybe Listen, maybe Moar's his new mommy Gia. You see a titty, hold it. Yeah, titty is hold. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Fa and Camille recreate the creation of Adam. Um, yet again, (laughs) you know, a bit of a dramatic reunion. Yeah. And like, you see their faces and it's just like, aw. I, like, I was not expecting this in any way. Like, I, like, was not about to give this show any kind of credit that it would, like, take far and, like, make her an actual character and have her, like, do things. Like, imagine if a girl had a job and she did the job. Wow. Don't give it too much credit yet, but I, um, also it is nice to, like, uh, Fa is a pilot now. Like, she's going to be a pilot. She's going to pilot It's great. I love it. <laughs> many grains of salt over this, but for now, I like to see Yeah, I'm, I'm in right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you will, at one at some point, you will both join me in the Justice for Fa movement, but uh, uh, currently, cool. it's, cur- yeah. it's all good. <laughs> 
Yeah. C- currently, Fa's exhibiting girl power. Yeah. yeah. And currently, Camille is sitting on her lap. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know cool. who's doing the driving. I think Camille is. Uh-huh. Because I was like, how is Fa I don't know how Fa can see with him in the way. Yeah. You know? He's too big. He's not even that big. Yeah. And, like, through through this, as this is happening, after uh, Apolly runs runs Moar and Jared off, we learned that Apolly is piloting Zeta Gundam. Zeta Gundam. Mokushirake. <laughs> the sign of Zeta was right. We see it. Mm, the, du- the Dorito is the sign of Zeta. <laughs> mm. The Mountain Dew is the fuel of Zeta. Listen, what are you guys so excited about? It's just like a triangle. It's just a ship. Like that's Yeah, it's just like a fighter jet. Surely it's not gonna like be an actual robot or anything like that. Surely we haven't seen every single new robot transform from a ship into a robot. Sometimes things is just a plane, you know? Uh you know, certainly um Zeta's whole thing isn't transforming robots. Certainly not. Um I wonder if it's meaningful that I literally finished my Zeta Gundam gunpla this morning before I watch these episodes. (laughs) I and I did not plan that out whatsoever. wonder why i wonder i i think i'm a new type now (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah. uh we cut over to the titan ship uh jared is getting examined by a doctor who says nothing's broken he just bruised his ribs or whatever he has a weird his nipple looks real weird in this scene he has huge pecs uh and i guess that makes sense because the doctor's like oh yeah you didn't break anything because you've been doing so much physical training lately uh yeah so you know jared's been trying to live that quadrupagina life i don't know if he has a uh, a 10 times earth gravity uh spin chamber but you know <laughs> i'm sure he's trying um <laughs> he d- he just has he just has papamus sit on his back while he does it yeah yeah Papamus sits on his back while he like goes fucking scudding for a space wife fucking <laughs> He's a wingman. Yeah. Uh Moar, after she checks in on him, like heads off though and runs into Sirocco. And uh Sirocco makes fun of Jared saying, you know, oh he's fine if you have a particular fetish for boys. Which oh, okay, Sirocco, okay. go off okay, I guess. Okay, weird ass. <laughs> Ugh, this guy's vibes are so rancid, but I still want to stand him. Yeah. Like my notes say question mark question mark space Dracula wife guy question mark yeah. question mark question mark. <laughs> Imagine if Sirocco and Belter Chica got together. That might be the most cursed thing you could think about. Yeah. That would th- that yeah. is absolutely like a lethal combination. <laughs> that is like if if you write a ship, if you, if you write a fanfic from that ship, when you complete it, like the devil pulls you down. Okay, look, we got to get rid of these bad vibes because we have good vibes now. Yeah. So oh, we cut are... back to the Argama. Let me think about the uh, good vibes. Yeah. Okay, uh, Camille's talking to Apolly. Camille's like, hey, the owner's manual isn't in the cockpit for Zeta. And Apolly's like, yeah, it's in this briefcase. Check it out later. Yeah. Which is like, I love that Gundams come with owner's manuals yeah. now. Uh, very important. Fa doesn't have sleeves anymore. She <gasps> got ideology. <clears throat> I didn't even notice this. You're right. <laughs> I actually really like Fa's like new character design. I think it's like like that yellow like it's like half dress, half like um uh jumpsuit. It's just it's mm. a really cute look. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so imagine being willing to admit to yourself that you desire emotional connections and then kind of like pursuing those deep emotional connections with other people. That's a concept I can't really wrap my head around it, but I'm looking at it. Yeah. You see, uh, Camille and Fa are both lonely, and they are fairly, like, intimate with each other already, and now they're going to make kissy face. So it's just... did 
Don't actually kiss. It's just the weird angle of their heart. No, it's yeah. it's like an embrace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They like okay. they like butterfly kiss a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like cheek to cheek, the face cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> cheek to cheek in the hallway. Yeah. And like th- during this emotional moment, Bright <laughs> Noah walks out of the door that they're right next to, just like stares daggers at them and walks away. Well, it's not, I don't think it's daggers. He just like opens the door and is looking at Camille, and it feels like he doesn't really understand what he's seeing for like five seconds. Then he's like, oh, oh right, they're teens. I'm like, yeah. Walks past. Uh, I kind of got the feeling that it's one of those situations where, like, like uh, Bright's been hanging out behind the door for, like, a couple minutes now. And is like, oh, now there's it's no like, good time right, to go. They're not going to leave. If I don't leave now, I'm going to be stuck in here for, like, an hour. Bright's <laughs> oh, like, oh, and I really need to pee. Yeah. And then after Bright goes away, Emma does the exact same thing. She, like, comes out of the elevator and opens it up and just, like, with this this disdainful look, stares and then closes the elevator. (laughs) Guess I'll go to a different floor then. I didn't want to go down this particular hallway anyway. You know, everyone's like, oh, man, Camille needs to really get it together. Now he has, and no one can use this hallway for the rest of the season because it's just going to be, like, fucking Camille. Central. Yeah. It's it's Fawn Camille's makeout zone now. Nobody can use this hallway. It's just too awkward. Yeah, it's it's like it's a holding oh, chamber, God. but for being hold in. Yeah, <laughs> it's the is hold chamber. Uh, but Camille, okay, Camille does cancel himself by like telling Fa that she couldn't become a pilot if she wanted to. Yeah, but like Fa's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a pilot, and he's like, you couldn't you couldn't be one, and she's like, fuck around and find out. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. saved your ass earlier today, like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's... What good episodes. Yeah. yeah. I love this show. Could you imagine if they put Frabo in a robot? Like, Frabo robot. Okay. Could you imagine if there was, like, if there was an episode of Mobile Suit Gundam where, like, fucking Sailor went out in Gundam and, like, Frabo, like, supported her in in, uh, uh, G-Fighter or whatever? Like, that would have been so good. (gasps) No, 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 no. She gets the Frabro. The Frau Bro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I it's my turn for a segment this week, and in in like I didn't want to do just a regular Beyond Tune World. I guess like I don't know, maybe four would be the next one to do, just because she's important. But anyway, since and this is like about a week late for the show because we're not in this arc anymore. Mm-hmm. But like over the over the course of an episode or two, we see um. We see the out or several episodes, I guess. We see the out Humla go from the Kennedy Space Center to um, Hickory Base mm-hmm. in California. So I was thinking, what if we turned that into a road trip? Uh huh. Okay. Okay. What if we took a three thousand and seven mile long, forty nine hour road trip from the Kennedy Space Center to where Hickory would be? Fucking wow, cool robot meetup twenty twenty two. Okay. So so yeah, so ch- check your mail, Sarah. I p- purchased you plane tickets. You're going to fly to my place. I'm going to drive down. I'm going to get Colin. Uh, and then we're going to drive all the way down, starting at the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex in Florida at Cape Canaveral on Merritt Island. Okay. Uh-huh. Did you know the Kennedy Space Center was built in 1963? The Visitor Center sees over a million visitors per year. You can go there and you can see the space shuttle Atlantis, which we see in the show, which is the second to last space shuttle built by NASA. It first launched in 19... Well, wait. When was... Wait. Hold on. Let me think. The song Space Oddity came out in 1969. No, no, no. no if that wait, helps. Thank you. Nice. 
It, uh, yeah, it helps immensely. When was Zeta ba- made, Colin? Uh, 1985. Okay, interesting. So, I guess they would have known, but it's, okay, Atlantis was built in, it was first launched in 1985. I guess, like, they just know it's a space center, so they would have a spatial in it. It, it I guess, is funny, because it works out. Yeah. <laughs> because the Atlantis is there at the at visitor center. It was nearly destroyed in the launch in 1988 after part of his heat shield broke off and melted a ton of, like, like 700 of the sort of ceramic plates on the bottom of it. Um, it delivered key ISS modules, and we can also, while we're there, we'll experience a simulated shuttle launch. We can look at real landing capsules from previous NASA missions. Hmm. Um, and I tried to sort of theme most of this road trip around space. Uh-huh. The website, the website I use only let me add f- five destinations for free before I had to pay them, so... <laughs> okay, well, we're not paying them. We're not paying them. So, we're going to drive 689 miles west. Okay. And our first big destination is Bourbon Street, Louisiana. Just because it's fun. I wanted to. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get hand grenades. Um, ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, fun facts for this place. Uh, New Orleans was founded in 1718. It was given to the Spanish following the Seven Years' War in 1763. And in 1788, the Great New Orleans Fire happened, which destroyed 80% of the city. So after, since the Spanish were like controlling it at that point, they rebuilt this part of the city. So it exhibits a lot more Spanish influence than French. Um, but Bourbon Street's part of the French Quarter. It's like, you know, the whole, like, sort of hmm. city cultural center. It's party central. You get drunk every day, especially during Mardi Gras, where you can get our bajinas out and win more beads than everyone else. Woo! Woo! So after we, after we you know, got hammered and, and slept off, we're going to drive another 347 miles west to the Houston Space Center. Another one? You know, another one, you know, where they had the problem. Yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> um, and my note here is, come on, we got to do all the big space stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, I gotta see so the, the actual, problem. You ha- you have to see problem. Are you experiencing it? I go um, up to Houston. I knock on the door of the space center and I say, "Show me problem." <laughs> you make troll face and you say, "Problem." <laughs> um, the space center was built in 1963 here, and it's used mainly for spaceflight training, research, and flight control. The visitor center didn't open until 1992, um, and I guess it replaced another visitor center that was a little bit older. So this is like I guess the newer one. But it has a lot of, like, real flown space capsules, like Mercury 9, Gemini 5, Apollo 17, and it has lunar rover test vehicles, and it has one of eight touchable moon rocks in the whole world. We love a moon rock. I want to touch a moon rock so bad. I would like to touch it. Like from Granada. Yeah. From Gundam. Granada! We know that Camille has touched a moon rock because he has touched the moon. (laughs) Exactly! Imagine how he has touched the moon. (laughs) Imagine. Uh, so where are we next? Af- after we're next, seven hundred forty-one miles away, driving west. We're entering the state where Elliot is right now. We're New Mexico, the new one. And of so, and you're probably thinking, is there space stuff in New Mexico? We're going to Roswell. <laughs> um, we're going to the International UFO Museum and Research Center in Roswell, New Mexico. Okay. Which, as we all know, in 1947, rancher W. W. Mac Brazel found metal debris scattered all over his ranch, as well as a shallow trench a few hundred feet long in the ground. He reported it, made its way up the military chain of command who closed off the site and wouldn't let anyone in. D- draw your own conclusions. Was it a weather balloon or not? You decide. You know, I think it cool was robot. one of Gundam's feet. Here's the thing. Um, mm. If I saw an unidentified, uh, an, uh, an unidentified flying object, I would simply identify it. <laughs> yeah, it's just you can look at it and you can decide what it is. It was probably the Ashmore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the museum was founded in 1991. It's a non-profit, apparently. And it's sort of dedicated to, like, the history of UFO encounters. It's just, like, a conspiracy hub. 
Also, did you know that McDonald's in Roswell is actually shaped like a UFO? Fuck yeah. I, I guess That's we'll cool. know when we go there for, for uh, McDaniel's McDonald's. For a road trip. McDaniel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, our next destination is not as far away. It's only a mere 215 miles. We're going to drive to the Very Large Array. Now these, if you've seen the movie Contact, you've seen this. It's like, what if just the desert had a ton of giant satellite dishes in it? Mm-hmm. So these are located uh, it's on the plains of San Agustin in Socorro County, New Mexico. It's a little bit like west and a tiny bit north of Roswell. 28 of these radio telescopes, they're, they're 25 meters like big. I don't know if that's like the diameter of the dish or how tall they are. Mm-hmm. Either way, they're bigger than a Gundam. Mm, um, yeah. They're arranged in sort of a Y shape on double parallel railroad tracks. So they can sort of be moved and aimed around at different places. The, uh, the first antenna was placed in 1975 and the facility was formally opened in 1980. Uh, it's not run by NASA or anything like that, oddly enough. It's by the National Radio Astronomy Observatory, which is part of the National Science Foundation, which is a sort of, like, independent government body mm. in America that does science, you know, like doing science. Mm-hmm. Like science that you do. And they, and they use these big suckers to, to look at black holes and protoplanetary disks and stare at the gas at the center of the Milky Way. And it's like, yeah, we can probably use that to contact the Argama while we're driving around. Yeah. They haven't uh, found okay. the Minyanovsky particles yet, though. Yeah, no, yeah, they, that's what they're that's what they're searching for. We're we're here to get a status report on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so our next destination, we're gonna go west, three hundred seventy three miles into Arizona. We're gonna go see where white base flew in America because we're going to the Grand Canyon. Okay. I always forget that white base flew through the Grand Canyon in the first show. I don't think it did. It did. I think that was in Canada. No, it did. We looked it up. Oh, okay. I looked it up at least. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think Morg didn't realize it. or No, Morg had an inkling, and I looked it up, and it was the Grand Canyon. But I guess they, they just make up locations in Gundam. You know, That's There's, like, fair. mountainous plains. They could have just There's moved like the Grand Canyon in the to southeast, Canada. Yeah. What if we picked up the Grand Canyon and moved it somewhere else? Anything is possible with the power of Minoski. Yeah. This is the 15th site to be named a U.S. National Park. It is located in both Coconino and Mojave counties of Arizona. It was officially designated a national park in February 1919, the Grand Canyon itself is 277 miles long, up to 18 miles wide, and more than a mile deep, which is kind of crazy to me. That's like the size of Ireland. Yeah, you can fit. How many Irelands you can fit in this dang thing? It's crazy. <laughs> Ireland's really long, though. It's Long Ireland. <laughs> long Ireland. Uh, th- this thing is old as shit, too, because the Colorado River, which is the river that runs through the Grand Canyon, first established its course through here about five to six million years ago. So this thing old, Damn. Um, and it's not only old as a sacred site, because Native Americans have been inhabiting the Grand Canyon for thousands of years. The Pueblo people consider it a holy site. You can see like cave dwellings and stuff in the Grand Canyon now. Mm. It's like really, really incredible. I haven't been there, but this one's cool. The Colorado River Corridor, again, that runs through the Grand Canyon, features 1,737 species of plants, 167 species of fungi, 64 species of moss, 195 species of lichen. And 90 mammal species, including 18 different types of rodents and 22 different types of bats. And this variety is because the elevation change in the Grand Canyon is kind of nutty. From the base of the Colorado River to, like, the highest point, which is, like, the highest point in the north rim of the Grand Canyon to get snow is over 8,000 feet tall. Dang. Which is, like, yeah. Grand Canyon, big. I want to go there. It looks real pretty. I haven't. I haven't been, but I'd like to. It's really weird to think of, like, because when you imagine the Grand Canyon, you think it's like, oh, it's a ditch, and it's flat all the way across the top. But I guess it's really more like a giant water slide. <gasps> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For, like, 
imagine if you were really big, like you could make yourself really big by getting into some kind of like mobile suit and then you could slide down all the Grand Canyon. Uh, I don't know. I think mm. you might have to actually be four times as large as that, whatever typical size you would think of. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the size, you, you must be 40 meters tall to ride this slide. <laughs> uh, I'm going to assume finally. that that's what happens in G Gundam, like, <laughs> the G stands for go fast down the Grand Canyon. It, the G stands for Grand Canyon. Yeah. Ah! Uh, and finally, our final destination, 641 miles away, it is Vander, Van, uh, sorry, Vandenberg Air Force Base, which is, like, the closest location to Hickory. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's located in Lompoc, California. It's between LA and San Francisco. I think I might have said San Diego in the in the in last week. Um, but it's like the wiki says it's like close to Vandenberg, which is between LA and San Francisco, and San Diego south of mm. LA, so it wouldn't be there. Um, this place sucks shit though. It started out in 1941 as Camp Cook, a military <laughs> training place. He's used a whole POWs. He used to te- like launch missiles as tests, and it launched some actual satellites, uh, including like a cool USSR spy satellite. Or rather, a satellite meant to spy on the USSR. Mm-hmm. Um, and they eventually tried to convert it into a shuttle launch facility, but like it didn't work out. So the main reason we're doing this road trip is to take it over and use it to launch mobile suits into space. Nice. We got we to gotta get that Carabas contract. Yeah, yeah. You know, like after after we stop off there, we can just kind of drive north a bit and we can go to Weed, California, which is our true destination. Yeah, exactly. We can, we can go near San Francisco and see the world's largest artichoke. Hell Yeah. We love artichokes. In there. They're big and it's they're big. big and green and pointy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a big artichoke they have there. It's no joke. Um, that's 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 our little road trip. We we got through it pretty quickly. I thought it would take a bit longer. I'm mad about quarantine because driving... flights to America are literally like 200 quid right now. They're so fucking cheap. But also, <laughs> oh my you God. die. Damn. I'm sweating yeah, well, thinking you, about it. The last trip you'll ever make. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on a road trip. I miss driving around like long places like that. I mean, look, if you come to Ireland, we can drive the exact same amount of miles. We'll just go up and down literally 14 times because the fucking (laughs) island's only 300 miles long. We'll do our own Isle of Man TT. Yeah. And hopefully won't die. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Impossible to say. But yeah, that was that was a segment. That was fun. It was cool. Like, actually, like, there's a website you can just search, like, Road Trip Planner. Mm -hmm. And then you can put your, like, to and from. And then you just, like, fill it in from there. Hmm. You can look on the map and it, like, highlights cool sort of, like destinations and stuff nice it's fun and that was our road trip hopefully we'll get to do an actual one at some point in like Ugh. 10 years yeah uh. Ugh. well i mean at, at that point you know hopefully cars will be a thing of a past and we can ride a train together across the united states who knows <laughs> there we go hopefully we'll be new types and we can just float yeah i'd rather we'll, get we'll in all, a decent we'll train all... than float <laughs> we'll all have our own psycho gundams to like walk in yeah i'd rather get in a good decent train than in the psycho gundam yeah, America doesn't have decent trains, unfortunately. It does have psycho gundams. Uh, yeah. So that's what we have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we got to pick one. Few psychos. Um, but yeah, that'll that'll about do it for us. It's time to wrap up, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, so I've I've been Max. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr. I'm Maxibajillion. Instagram, too. I don't really go on Tumblr much these days. I don't know why I said that. Um I have other shows. I have Pot of Greed that I do with Sarah here. Um, it's a show about Yu-Gi-Oh! We are uh, three weeks away from finishing Duel Monsters, Oof. which is terrifying to me. All of it. We are really in it now, Mr. Krabs. Uh, we made like about 300 dick jokes last week. It was wonderful. It was. Um, it was so much fun. And you can find that on Twitter at Pot of Greed Cast. 
Um, I have another show called Slappers Only that I do with my friend Jordan. It's a video game music showdown podcast. We just released our Shovel Knight episode. We just recorded our Shovel Knight episode. That should be up like the day before this one releases. Um, That's on Twitter at Slappers Only Pod. Nito, you can find me on everywhere at Sarah McC... Sarah McCostumes, S-A-R-A-H-M-C-C Costumes. And yeah, that's that's it. That's me. Oh yeah, I also do Never Believe It, which is a Naruto D-Watch podcast. Uh, we didn't release an episode last week. We forgot about it. There's nothing came oh, out. Beans. Um, So don't worry about it. R- really? I, I I saw something in my feed. No, 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 no. I think it was a glitch, Colin. Yeah, no, 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 no. That, that was a mistake. Just refresh. It should be gone. Okay, um, you know, uh, I'll, I'll have to double check. I'll double check it later. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Colin, where are you? Uh, hi, I'm Colin. You can find me on most social media at Pagetish. That's P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H. Um, I am currently on private, but feel free to send me a follow request. I will most likely say yes. Um, and I've got a new project coming up the pipe. So if you like robots but you like them to be smaller and funnier and uh, with less trauma, hopefully I will have a podcast for you very soon. <laughs> maybe a little bit buggier? A little buggier, yeah. A little, uh, maybe maybe more like a cat or perhaps um, uh, a teacher or, you know, we got, we got a lot of things, you know, just kind of waiting around. There's hmm. maybe, maybe like if you, want, if you wanted your robot to be small and a maid and also a reporter – uh, might I might have uh, a media franchise for you to to get interested in. My mind is uh, breaking. Dog. I don't know what this franchise is. What the fuck is this franchise? I cannot wait to find the fuck out. <laughs> you have, what is you going have to on? Tune in to find out. Uh, more importantly, um, Max. Hey, what's your robot of the week? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Colin. <laughs> My robot of the week is okay. Uh, Robot Ridley from Metroid Zero Mission. This is not Meta Ridley. This is not... I guess it's also called Mecha Ridley in this case. But it's just like... What if an evil space dragon who died a billion times and kept coming back to life made like a robot version of himself that looks like a nasty chicken that's like the true <laughs> final boss of Zero Mission, even though it looks really goofy and weird, but like it just claws at you and somehow takes three energy hits of damage from away whenever it hits you. Uh, and it like screeches all weird. And it's just like, huh, cool robot. Huh. Not as cool as the actual thing. Not as cool as the cyborg, but like... Yeah, it's a robot. Well, I, I mean, like I like Metroid. Yeah, it's you know we we this podcast isn't called Wow Cool Space Dragon, so we just got to take the robots where we can get them. This podcast is called Wow Cool Space Dracula. <laughs> <sighs> well, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Colin and Sarah, for continuing this journey, this road trip with me. Mm-hmm. Now we're in space, and I feel normal again yeah. for once. <laughs> um, and oh god, my legs are so sore. As we always say. In the words of uh, Vlad Tepes, what is bad? Wow. Cool robot. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, delightful. (laughs) Wonderful.